With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Ah, living the dream once again on a fabulous Saturday. Harbin and Schwartz with you from the Fox Sports Radio studios. A big day. Now, I understand this about Jeff. Uh, He's a little excited these days because his San Francisco Giants took care of business against the Padres last night, extending their lead in the NL West. Do you have visions of grandeur with your Giants? Who, by the way, uh, today, about an hour from now, first pitch between Giants-Padres. Are you you getting visions of postseason play for your Giants right now, Jeff? I believe you should call them, and you uh, you missed on this opportunity, the first place oh. NL West, San Francisco Giants. Um, I'm shocked. Every day I wake up, uh, you know, I am on the East Coast. I'm actually in Dallas now, but you know, I'm not staying up to watch okay. late baseball. That's Pat. I have kids now. <laughs> like, I mean, before kids, I'd stayed up uh, and watch them play, especially in playoff games. But, um, yeah, I mean, to wake up every morning and see they've won, and especially how they do. I mean, they're a team that – and Buster Posey is playing at an MVP level. Who knows how, how long he'll be able to keep this up? Because at his age, most catchers are, are on the downslide. But he did have last year off, right? So maybe that has helped keep him fresh. And they've done a good job of moving him in out of lineup. Um, but otherwise, like we're just a bunch of dudes. Like we don't have a superstar. We don't. The Giants don't do anything particularly well. I mean, they they pitched pretty well this year. The ERA, I believe, is sixth or seventh in major leagues. Their bullpen's been much better, but it's been worse of late. Um, but you know they're just they just play good baseball. I think I think Kapler's pushing the right buttons. They're bringing the right people. Um, you know they're they're kind of playing the right people here and there. They're doing. I think Kapler 
is doing a really good job of mixing the analytics and the baseball, right? I think that's at times we get to one track. No, Dave Roberts for years was that way, right? Where they just, the Dodgers, it wasn't really his fault, but the Dodgers were so focused on doing the right thing according to what the paper said, the numbers said, and it wasn't helping them win games. I mean, when you bench, you know, C- you know Cody Bellinger in a World Series game because he doesn't hit lefties well when he wins the MVP, like, come on, guys, like, play Bellinger, right? Um, I think Kapler's kind of finding that groove. So it's been fun to watch, and they, they played your Padres in about an hour, and I'm sure to have that on my, my iPad. Yeah, right now, and believe it or not, the Giants have the oldest roster Yes. Oldest roster in the major leagues. I mean, Evan Longoria. I mean, I, I didn't know Evan Longoria was still playing, to be and honest. He's hitting with like you. 280 this year. Like, uh, and the thing is, like, all these guys are hitting. You still have their holdovers like Crawford and Belt. I mean, yeah, this is not, an old team. Well. Yeah. we'll see if it can hold up. A long way to go. That's the one that we're not playing a 60 game season in baseball this year. It's 162. So we're about a fifth of the way through. Every so. day that the Giants are in first place, <laughs> I will take because their win total, I think, was 72. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Dodgers' win total was like 107. So um, anytime I can, I can, I can give one of the Dodgers and I look, I'm poking my Dodger friends, you know, from Los Angeles, from Los Angeles, I'm not a Dodger fan. And so I've been every morning I'll text them and be like, Hey guys, it's not good for you. And it really is kind of isn't. So there is some trepidation there, but just mocking them every day. The Giants are in first place. Absolutely. Well, I know there are a lot of people listening around the country that love it when L.A. loses. And right now, both the Dodgers and the Lakers are in free fall. So we'll get to that a little bit later on, but once again, we have to start this show with the latest on Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, is not even in Green Bay right now. He's actually going to be a guest star on the Connors playing the host of Jeopardy. So he is going to play the host of Jeopardy on the comedy series, The Connors. That is where uh, Aaron Rodgers is right now, nowhere near Green Bay uh, the stories continue to filter out how Green Bay offered him the richest contract of any quarterback in football. Apparently, that's not enough to suffice right now as far as Rodgers is concerned. So there, there's a lot of layers here to get to. But let's let's start out with the idea of moving on from Aaron Rodgers and handing the ball to Jordan Love. Something tells me right now, and maybe I'm way off base on this, but I get a sense right now that Green Bay is having some drafting remorse about selecting Jordan Love where they did in the first round. My guess is the Packers feel that he's not ready, and they may never have a ready Jordan Love to run this offense for the Green Bay Packers, which would, of course, make it more imperative than ever to figure out a way to keep Aaron Rodgers. Am I off base, or could there be something to that? Well, I, I mean, I think Rogers senses that, right? I mean, if Rogers and we're now in like day eleven, it's funny. My Pacto Radio show, we're keeping a daily count of like the of like the holdout, so or the drama, like day eleven of Aaron Rodgers drama. Give us an update. Um, you know, I, I think that if this was a, a Alex Smith Pat Mahomes situation, where Alex Smith had seen how good Pat Mahomes was, or Aaron Rodgers, let's say Pat Mahomes was on the on the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers had seen how good Pat Mahomes was, he would have no leverage, right? They'd be like, all right, well, get gone. Like, we'll trade you, get out of here. But I do think he must have seen Jordan Love in practice. And it's like, they, they can't play this guy. There's no way they can play this guy. So I'm going to use some more leverage I have to try to force them to do what I want to do. And look, there's many things Aaron Rodgers had said that he wanted, right? Fire the GM, more personnel control. But here's the thing that can be done right now, Steve, and this entire thing. 
Everyone knows it. Pay him more money. Right? This is about, he this offered. Is about, they just offered him to be the richest yeah. quarterback in the league, it and it, but it wasn't, wasn't enough. Well, but remember, the, the details are what matter NFL contracts, and that's guaranteed money, right? Because we, we saw this year the travesty of what a contract can be announced, right? You could have a contract that's 10 years, $185 billion, but the last nine years are avoided, and it's really a one-year deal for $3 million, right? Like you can, you can say whatever you want as far as how big the contract is, but what about that guaranteed money, right? Are they giving him extension and guaranteeing him at least two years? I think he wants two or three years. That puts him at 40 years old, and that allows him to obviously uh, you know, kind of retire as a Packer, but if the Packers do that, that A, does show commitment to Aaron Rodgers, what he wants. He wants them to show that they want Aaron Rodgers there. But two, it's basically telling everyone that you screwed up the Jordan Love draft pick, right? Because if you guarantee Rodgers two more years, he's going to play for those two years. You know, maybe in year two of that deal when he's 40 or 39-ish, he starts falling apart and Jordan Love has to play. But he's on your roster at least for the next two years. Therefore, Jordan Love is not playing for the next two years. And you're now wasting more years of that rookie contract that we've seen has been so successful in building up champions. And you run into the issue of you don't win a championship with Rodgers. And then you don't want, and then you wasted the Jordan Love draft pick, which is why you're in this spot in the first place. Remember, that's why they're in this spot, right? Because they drafted Jordan Love instead of drafting a wide receiver. They're not in this spot for drafting the, the DB out of uh, Savage, I believe his name is, the, the DB out of Georgia this year. They're in this spot because they drafted Jordan Love last season and two years ago now, trade up for him, by the way. So that's the problem, Steve, is that. If you pay Rodgers, you're giving up on love. If you don't pay Rodgers, he's going to be disgruntled. You have to play love, who probably isn't ready right now to play. All right, Jeff. I want to I want to state something right now about Aaron Rodgers. If this just comes down to a money grab, it only sa- proves what I've said from the get-go. Aaron Rodgers is more concerned about Aaron Rodgers than anything else. This is not Tom Brady. In fact, he is as far removed from Tom Brady as any quarterback I can think about right now in the NFL. You know, he complains about the fact that, you know, he needs a legitimate number two. Like, go go get me uh, somebody. Give me get Julio Jones. Fight, you know, maybe, maybe Atlanta is willing to part with Julio Jones. I need a, I need a number two. I got Devontae Adams. I, I need a number two. And I think back to Tom Brady and his his 20 years that he had in, in New England. How many uh, Hall of Fame receivers he had? He basically had two. Randy Moss for a couple of years, really one big year, and Gronk. Those are the only two Hall of Famers he was throwing to. So he wasn't suddenly being funneled in all this talent. You know what he did? He made Wes Welker. He made Julian Edelman. In other words, he wasn't handed a proven number two receiver. He created them. That is how he did it. And this is the thing that just kits to me about Aaron Rodgers. Instead of constantly complaining about what the Packers are not doing for him, make best of what you've got. And the idea that he has just one receiver, and we go back to that you know critical fourth down play in the NFC Championship against Tampa when he tried to force the ball into a double covered Devonte Adams at the goal line instead of you know whether it was taking off running or looking for a secondary receiver, it was almost his way of saying I only have one receiver here. Well, you know what? Tom Brady didn't have a long list of all stars. He created stars, and that to me is the reason why Tom Brady's sitting there with seven Super Bowl rings. And Aaron Rodgers has won. I, to me personally, if I were the Packers, I would want to rid myself of this nightmare. The problem is, I don't think Julian or uh, Jordan Love is is the, is the right answer at quarterback. But this, the more I hear about 
Aaron Rodgers, the more that he exemplifies what he is all about, the less I'm enamored with him. It's not to take away from his talent. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But so much of what he does is the polar opposite of how Tom Brady has become the greatest of all time. It is the polar opposite, and you know Rogers. I think has overvalued you know what his what his team has done. I mean, he he said you know those private texts that were leaked out that you know their their GM Brian Gutekist is um, is Jerry Krause, right? Is mm-hmm. is the the yeah. famed general manager uh, of the um, of the Bulls? Well, guess what? They won six championships, right? And he did bring in a, pl- a bunch of talent to help that team. Like they're not comparable to what they did. And I I think it's funny. Steve, you know how arguments and kind of these discussions go, right? We start with one extreme and then go to the far other extreme. You know, we started with with the idea that okay, they're, they're, I, you know, Rogers complaining, but look, they were the number one offense last year. That when he won the MVP, like there's some talent to where it's like now people are like they never helped him out. There's no talent on the team. There's no this yeah all pro. Left tackle, right? Best pass blocker in the NFL. Devontae Adams. You know, I don't like that they drafted a running back last year, but they drafted a running back. Like they, they have they have had great players to help them out. Now they haven't invested the draft capital that other teams have invested in in those areas. But look at the Chiefs, right? Travis Kelsey was not a first round draft pick. Tyreek Hill was not a first round draft pick. Um, you know, you don't have you don't need to have a first round draft pick to become a great offense, right? Um, and so I, I just the offense is is fine. It's working right now. And yes, he does want more options. And I get that as every offensive player, every quarterback wants more weapons to be had there. But your immediate concern was defense, which is how, which is what they addressed in the draft. You watched them play last year, you're like, I need to fix defense. So I think that um that it's um like we've gone the other extreme now, right? Like the Packers are good. <laughs> like they, they are a good team. They've been run very well. Yes, they haven't drafted the players he wanted, but they're still been in the NFC Championship game two years in a row. It's like they're a bum franchise. No, and they've been in the NFC Championship game the last couple of years, and somehow Aaron Rodgers is trying to walk back that he had any responsibility in those losses. Two years ago, the 49ers were his kryptonite. He can do anything against the 49ers. Got blown out in the regular season, lost the NFC Championship game, and frankly, they should not be losing at home to Tampa. They should not have lost that game home at Tampa. And guess what? Brady outplayed him. So, I mean, I, I, the the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, and, and here, here and we'll get a little bit more into this a little bit later on because I have other things we've got to get to today. But, you know, the idea that they're going to trade him somewhere, whoever, whoever is going to make a deal for Aaron Rodgers is going to have to give up the house in order to get him. And the guess is, is that whatever team he joins will be less than what he left in Green Bay. Well, that's the thing about being traded to Denver, right? Is it would be ironic if Denver asked for like Jerry Judy. Well, right, of course they're going to ask for Love. Jerry Judy. What do you think they're going <laughs> to? They're going to ask for Chubb. They're going to ask for Judy. They're going to ask for multiple number ones. They're going to clean out the roster of the Denver Broncos. You want Aaron Rodgers, the league's MVP? We're not going to hand him to you, right? And remember, the, the, everyone says, "Well, draft picks." And yes, I agree. But remember, if if Rodgers goes to Denver, they're probably making the playoffs. So any draft pick is after twenty. And so that's not as valuable, obviously, as a top 10 draft pick or top five draft pick. So just saying, hey, give them draft picks. Great. But we need, you know, we need Jerry Judy. Yeah. We need Noah Fant. Like we need a couple guys to help our young guy out. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, so, I mean, the idea that it's going to be greener pastures elsewhere, it, it doesn't fly with me. All right. I got to get to this other NFL story on the other side. Speaking of the Denver Broncos, they're in a pickle right now because one of their players got hurt offsite. And the NFL wants to make an example of him. The question is, do the Broncos follow suit? We'll tell you about this impasse between the league and the players union coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play Steve Arbin Jeff Schwartz on this Saturday taking care of some NFL business all right the Denver Broncos are in a pickle right now Jeff Juwan James who they gave a huge contract to a couple of years ago he then got hurt so in 2019 he got paid a $12 million signing bonus and a $5 million salary, and he played three games. So that was his first year of the contract. Then last year, he chose to opt out. So he did, you know, as many players did, just opted out of playing in 2020. And by the way, just before we go any further, so by opting out, I know there was like a set salary as far as how much money he got, you know, a small fraction of what he normally would get. 
But didn't that basically put the contract on hold? Isn't that what it was if you opted out of yeah, playing so, in 2020? Yeah. So if you had a- well, it depended. It, it depended on the reason why. If you were a high-risk opt-out, you got more money and you and you did not lose the year to free agency, but your contract told over. Right. If, if you opted out where no risk opt out or low risk opt out, you got less money, I think 150, and your contract told over and you did not get a year to free agency. All right. Or like, or, or like you didn't get a pension year, basically. Like that didn't count. All right. So he got injured in what is a potential. Is it officially yet a season ending Achilles I mean, tendon tear? It's, it's May 8th. He's an offensive lineman. I, I, I can't imagine he plays this season, but it's, I mean, all right. there are medical, uh, you know, victories all the time. I just, can't imagine he's back. All right. So the Broncos are on the hook, or are they, for his salary with a season any injury? So here's here's what he would get in 2021. And I'll put it this way the collective bargaining agreement, they have the right to not pay him in 2021, but they aren't required to stiff him. Let's let's put it that way, okay? So his salary for this year would be 9.85 million dollars and I mentioned that 12 million dollar signing bonus he had 2 years ago, 3 million of that would be applicable to 2021. So they could opt to not pay him his salary to get back 3 million dollars of that yeah. signing bonus. And the NFL wants them to do that. In other words, the league is adamant in trying to force players to come in for these voluntary so-called voluntary off-season workouts and not do workouts on their own and if you do get injured in a situation where you're in an off-site place they feel that you are forfeiting your salary for that upcoming season so this is an impasse right now so from a player standpoint where do you stand on this and ultimately if it's a season any injury, what do you think the Broncos are going to do? All right. So let's uh let's back up a tiny bit here. So um in our CBA, if you get hurt training away from the facility, the team has a right to void your contract or come get some of the money back, right? right. And most of the time when that happens, the team doesn't do that, right? Correct. The team honors the deal, you get paid, or you work out maybe a restructure and you get paid and everyone's like, All right, cool. So there's two things at play here. One is that Jawan James has played three games in two years after they gave him a big deal, right? In 2019, he only played three games last year he set out. So there's already some, like, you know, the Broncos kind of have some buyer's remorse on that contract. But more importantly, the NFLPA has decided to take a stand on offseason workouts with the league, right? Typically, most often, there's a 10-week offseason program. It is voluntary, but for a three-day minicamp. And Everyone would be in right now in that offseason program. And for years, everyone just showed up. I mean, it was voluntary, mandatory, right? Everyone showed up. A couple guys held that every now and then. It was the only way players could, like, make a big stink about a contract. You know, Tom Brady never showed up because he never, he never needed it. Um, and a lot of teams include workout bonuses to get players to show up to cold-weather cities, Green Bay, Buffalo, right, Cleveland. Um, and, you know, there's a, it's a way to earn $250,000 because we, we really don't get paid – uh, for the for the offseason workouts, we get very a very minimal stipend. It's not very much, um, and uh, and so this year the the NFL decided the NFLPA the players decided 
were not going to show up for the offseason program for two reasons. One, they said it was COVID related. I doubt that. I think that, that, um, you know, that, um, there is some concern about the protocols that, you know, are they going to test every day? What, what about vaccinated players that, that had not been decided with, with, with the NFL. I think there was some trepidation for players that, um, that didn't just didn't want to get tested every day again. I mean, I don't think it was because they were worried about getting COVID just the, the protocols really weren't in place, but more importantly, and the PA has said this, um, is that they don't want to do the offseason program anymore, right? The NBA doesn't have an offseason program. Major League Baseball doesn't have an offseason program and they just don't want to do it. And this is their first way to, to not do it. It's just to, to make a mass, uh, you know, a mass, uh, no show. Okay. Steve, the offseason program is so easy. I wouldn't spend a single second if I were the players negotiating out four hours a day, four days a week for 10 weeks. It goes to six hours the last three weeks. You're there four days a week. You're there for four to six hours. And we want to remove that and give money back to the owners to take away voluntary off-season workouts. Some of us like going to those because we hang out with our friends. We get out of the house. We go golfing with our friends. Like we hang out, we train together. We, we have some camaraderie. We, we, we build up um, a little bit of that chemistry and to get rid of that and make a big stink over this to me is completely mind blowing. I do not understand why we would give up a single, there are players that are forfeiting six figures in workout bonuses to not go work out this year. Do you know who keeps that money? The owners keep that money. We don't get that money back. We're forfeiting money to not show up to the offseason workouts. We're, if, if we negotiate this out of our 10-year CBA that we just signed last season with nine years left on our CBA, if we negotiate this out of the CBA, guess what? We're giving money back to the owners. That seems crazy to me for something that is so easy. It's not like we're fighting for lifetime insurance here or padded practices during the season or any, you know, a myriad of other things that we have to worry about, roster size and rookie wage scale and minimum salaries and minimum floor. We're arguing about obviously, the owners will always give in on this. They have given in every time we've said we want less practice and less pads and all this stuff. They give in every time because they do not care because the owners just care if we show up on Sundays and play football and make the money. And like the idea that we're fighting over something that is like so minuscule and now it has cost Jawan James probably money because I think the NFL will make an example out of him and say, hey, you got hurt offsite, especially during the offseason program. This is supposed to be happening now. He got hurt offsite. They're going to make an example of him and they're going to take his money. All right. On the other side, Jeff, I'm going to bring up a subject that may be not a good subject for you. But I, to me, I've got to I state something on the other side. It's related to this situation and a much broader picture when it comes to the world of sports and athletes involved at the highest level. But first, but first, let's check in once again with David Gascon. What's up, man? By the way, I had the great pleasure, Jeff, of doing a uh, podcast with Ben Maller and David Gascon. Yeah, it was fun. Yes. It, uh, it was released yesterday, the, the fifth hour with Ben Maller on mm-hmm. Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio. <laughs> Download that episode. Wow. The title of it was called A Loose Cannon. A Loose Cannon, yeah. yes. It was, um, it was amazing when Ben brings up his uh, beginnings of his fabulous career that he has had. Yeah. Uh, it's interning, you know, bumping around like most people. It's kind of odd. We... Ha- like us three have kind of navigated in that same 
I guess, decrepit pool. Mm-hmm. Or I interned for you back in the day, like in 2004, 2005. Yes. But I started in San Diego at, at 1360. Mm-hmm. That's where Ben started. Yep. And then that's where you're at now. See how this works, Jeff? You you, you start crossing paths with the same people. See, Jeff yes. Jeff is, you know, he's he's got the foot on the accelerator here, Gascon, yeah. you know, David, because he's uh yeah. he jumps right in from his playing career and already a star yeah. at this level. But uh yeah, for most of us, Jeff, you know, we have to kick around in the dirt quite a bit. Yeah. And hopefully emerge. I mean, I did originally when I first started getting the media, I was doing like 12-minute hits on random radio stations. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's where it all begins. By the way, I'm also going to bring up some gambling uh, with uh, Jeff later on, David. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do some gambling tonight, if you get what I'm saying, when Elon Musk makes his appearance on Saturday Night Live. I heard a lot of guys, uh, a lot of cast members weren't happy with Whatever. that choice. Walk it off. Yeah. Or walk off. Um, guys, Major League Baseball, Yankees and Nationals getting things underway. Corey Kluber, Max Scherzer filing that pitching matchup. Two and a half hour weather delay because of rain. Cardinals five, Rockies one, Cubbies one, nothing over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Those games happening right now on the ice. Rangers and Bruins just underway from Boston, and there is no score. Story time. Steve Hartman, you're up. All right. Well, I want to get to this with Jeff uh, in the aftermath of what's happening right now with the Juwan James injury. Uh, As you mentioned, if he's out for the season, that means he will play a total of three games uh, and have made a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. Um, I was reminded of this uh, with the uh, sudden uh, cut uh, by the Angels of Albert Pujols, uh, who signed a 10-year, $240 million contract with the Angels back in 2012 at a time when he was recognized as the unquestioned best hitter in all of baseball. Unfortunately for the Angels, that guy never showed up in Anaheim, ever. Uh, Some of the numbers are just staggering. And this last year of his deal was the richest of the years. $30 million is his salary, and they're all in for that. That's all guaranteed money. Uh, and he was hitting a uh, whopping 198 uh, when they released him. Uh, in his 10 years with the Angels, he hit 256. Yeah, in 11 years with the Cardinals, he hit 328. Uh, just all the numbers across the board. Let's put it this way. They didn't get their money's worth. His, I think his war in St. Louis was in the 80s, and his war in Anaheim was 12. 12, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and he won two World Series in St. Louis. He never won a playoff game. Uh, with the Angels, who, by the way, not long before he had joined him, had made the playoffs six out of eight years. Yeah, so won, oh, when two, I yeah. when I think and I see this, I remember Chris Bosh. Remember he had uh, with Miami, he had the uh, clotting yes, problems. Yes. And he was forced to retire, but they still paid him three more years of a guaranteed contract, total of $72 million they paid yeah. him for seasons in which he wasn't playing. Yep. Um, and so this always gets back because I know the NFL gets frustrated with these guaranteed contracts in basketball, guaranteed contracts in baseball, which so often backfire on teams where they're paying out money and getting absolutely nothing in return. And then you get this situation where you put the big money out front with signing bonuses and, and guaranteed money. Everyone's seeking more and more guaranteed money. And so much of that money ends up not really living up to the hype or guys not even playing, but the money is already in the pocket. Because I'm just trying to think of any other jobs like that. There aren't many jobs out there where you get guaranteed money even if you're not working. 
Um, but that is where we are now in the desperate attempt to entice the biggest name athletes. Sign here, sign here. Here's an extra five years, extra 10 years. That's what it came down with the Albert Pools. No one was offering him 10 years. They were offering five years because there were all kinds of suspicions about his age. But the Angels, in order to get what they thought was the best hitter in baseball, gave him a 10-year guaranteed contract. By the way, for the next 10 years, he has a personal service contract with the Angels that pays him a million a year, and he's already public st- publicly stated he can't wait to get started. So I'll bet. Wait, wait, don't, don't they pay him 10 million a year for that? No, I think it's a million for 10 years. It's it's I don't know what it is, but I mean, it's a personal services contract, and he, he's made a statement. And by the way, let me say this about Pujols. Even though he's obviously failed to deliver on what was promised when he joined the Angels, by all accounts, he's a, 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 a outstanding citizen. He does a lot of charity work, he and his wife. So as far as being the individual, I hold nothing against Pujols. He's done everything right. He's a, a model for Major League Baseball. But again, you're investing money in an athlete. What does an athlete have to offer me, okay? And that is his ability to perform on the field, on the court, on the diamond, wherever, they on the ice. You, you've got to perform. And if you go back to the old days, Jeff, when everyone was working on one-year contracts, you had a good year, you got to raise. If you had a bad year, you got to pay cut. That's how it used to be. So for, I mean, this current situation here with Juwan James isn't just about whether they pay him or not. This brings to me a bigger question because I know the NFL wants to get there with more guaranteed money, but in a sport where injuries are so prevalent – how can you justify it? Seriously, how can you justify handing out all that money when you don't know if the guy's next play is his last? Well, I mean, I, there's I, the players want guaranteed money, but it's it's just not feasible, right? With with how much uh, their injury rate is and how much um, you know turnover there can be, and I, I don't think that arguing for guaranteed contract is the way to go. I think a proposal of sorts, you know, where. It, it, depending on what year you and if you get released out of your deal, you get a cut of that of that contract still, right? So if you're in year eight, let's say, and you get released, you get X percent of your deal still, right? I feel like as you the more you play, maybe you earn a little bit more of that money if you get released. But yeah, I mean, guaranteed contracts is never going to happen because teams just won't pay very much, right? They'll instead of making a you know instead of getting a you know an eight you know, five year deal for fifty million, they'll give you a five year deal for twenty five million, right? Like they're just not going to give you as much money, and then you just you won't you know you can make that twenty five or 30 million in, in two years and with the old structure of the contract, right? So I just think we're going to see it's, – it's not going to work, Steve. Um, just remember, too, you know, the NBA doesn't actually have guaranteed contracts in their CBA. They just decided to do that. Um, NFL teams can decide to give as much guaranteed money as they want to someone. Uh, I, you know, I thought that there was opportunity for like Russell Wilson when he got a new deal a while back to get like a fully guaranteed contract or or you know or uh, Pat Mahomes. But we're seeing, look, Cousins has a fully guaranteed deal, right? Like it's pretty much fully guaranteed. So it it can be done. Um, it just doesn't happen very often. And again, I'm not. I don't think that makes sense for us to negotiate fully guaranteed deals. It just doesn't. It's just it. It's. It's never going to happen, and there's other ways to try to put money in our pockets. Yeah, I just – it just – it's frustrating, I know, for a lot of fans because when we when we talk about teams operating in a cap situation – now, baseball doesn't have a cap, but when you just think of all the wasted money on players, giving guaranteed money on pitchers to get hurt or guaranteed – Steve, I mean, where else, the time, where else can you make multi-millions yeah, of dollars here, and not even play? Here's the, here's the thing about it is that – 
a lot of times you're paying for, for almost past performance, right? Because especially in the NFL, um, if you hit free agency, that means your team didn't want you, right? And typically the best players end up being kept by their team, right? Because the team does everything possible to keep a superstar. Not all, not always the case, right? There's not, there's not, there's you know, in sports, there's no absolutes at all the time, you know. But Albert Pujols was being paid for almost past performance, hoping that they could get the same performance. I mean, I watched this happen with Barry Zito and Jeff Samarja with the Giants. I mean, you know, I guess Zito at the time was was really good, but they basically paid him for what he did, not what he was going to do in San Francisco, which at the time is hard, right? Because you think he's going to do that in San Francisco, but there were signs maybe that that was not going to last forever. That's what happens a lot of time is they pay for what. They're hoping that you can continue to do what you're doing, but realistically, that doesn't always happen, right? We know careers, a typical career fades over time. And in baseball, during the steroid era, players were playing much longer. And when you gave them those contracts, it was working. And now with guys in a normal trajectory, it ain't working giving these old guys money. Yeah, I, I it just, it, it really, I don't know. It just, it just seems like, I get where the players are. Look, if if I if every one of us could somehow get you know a guaranteed contract, and that for whatever reason we're not able to fulfill the obligations we had and why we were given that deal, but that th- this gets back to the pool hole situation. They gave him ten years instead of five years to get five good years out of him, and they didn't even get that out of but, Albert Pujols. But isn't, but isn't also like when you give a young player a deal like like Tatis, if you're a Padres fan... Well, that's even a bigger risk. You, I mean, the guy's hitting 218 right now. I know, but you you know he's there for 10 years. Like, you know that... 14 years. That's a 14-year contract. Like, he has, does he, have, he has no no trade-off? No trade-off, like no opt-out, nothing. He is so, locked in I mean, for 14 years. If you're a Padres fan... 14 years. If you're a Padres fan, I mean... You have to know at least he's there, right? Like he's your guy. Well, you hope and- he's there, but he has a shoulder injury that isn't a hundred percent. And then you 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 based you you gave him a fourteen year contract, three hundred and forty million dollars guaranteed, every penny guaranteed, for a guy who had played less than 162 games. He rolled the dice. He rolled the dice on a young kid yeah. that was being projected not only as the face of your franchise, but the face of Major League Baseball. And, you know, I thought going into the season he would handle the pressure well. He hasn't. He's hitting 218 and he leads the league in errors. So um, I don't know where they go from here. It, it can't get worse, I think. Um, uh, but, it, uh, it, you know, you're, you're on the hook for 14 years of this. It, yeah, I mean, I, but again, like I'm never going to say that players shouldn't you know get as much money as possible. Oh, uh, why is that? Why is that? Um, why why just, should players get as much money as possible? Because owners make a ton of money. We should get as much as right. Know, but, um, but yeah, um, I uh, I know it's frustrating at times to see players make so much money and not play. And look, I was one of them. Right, I played uh, 11 of 32 games with the Giants after they paid me a lot of money, and um, you know I. The injuries I sustained weren't of my doing. It wasn't that I wasn't didn't train. I wasn't ready to play. I just broke my leg twice. Had people fall on my leg. Right. Um, and should I not get paid because of that? Like that, again, that wasn't my doing. It just was an injury. Should, am I not? I wasn't making. You know, I wasn't making Albert Pools money. But um, the idea that that I shouldn't get paid because I got hurt playing football when it wasn't my doing kind of sits wrong with me considering how much you know time and effort I put into getting ready to play. And again, it wasn't my fault. I, I look and I know what you're going to say and I, that's fine. That's fine. But again, it's a very unique situation with athletes because you know, other people go on the shelf, you don't show up for work, you don't get paid. Um, but anyway, 
I want to put that aside <laughs> because there's much more to Jeff Schwartz than just, you know, breaking down the X's and O's and everything else. There's a gambling aspect to his uh, resume that I want to get to on the other side. The latest on how gambling is going to take the sports world as big as it is to the stratosphere. Coming up next, Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz. My uh, original loose cannon partner from 1991 until he passed away in 1996, Jeff, was uh, Chet Forty. He was the original producer-director of Monday Night Football. He also was very famous for being a compulsive gambler that derailed his producing-directing career. He resurrected it doing sports talk radio and essentially gambling rehab. A very famous story that he told me the first Super Bowl that ABC ever carried Super Bowl was Super Bowl 19, Joe Montana versus Dan Marino. And as Chet's getting ready to direct the Super Bowl, okay, this is, you know, he's the guy producing, directing the Super Bowl. He gets a phone call that there's money going down on Miami. He likes the 49ers. And by the time the game kicked off, he had over $200,000 bet on the game. And okay. trying to focus on 20 cameras and direct a game. Now, ultimately, yeah. he won that bet, so that was a good day for him. But I remember thinking about these stories like, well, how, how much of that is actually going on? For years, for years, the NFL was in denial. I remember doing my national radio show here at Fox with Chris Myers back in the day. And, of course, Chris has been doing play-by-play for the NFL for years. And it was back like 2009, 2010. And we got into this argument about how big gambling was for the NFL. And he was taking the NFL side of it at the time. Zero. And I said, well, what are you talking about? I mean, gambling has made the NFL what it is today. Now, that was a decade ago. Now, look where we are. I dare say that we have more people who follow the NFL that have an allegiance to the league purely from a gambling aspect, whether it's actually betting on games or through fantasy football, than they do to have any allegiance to any team. I mean, to me, the numbers aren't even close. And now I see where Clay Travis had his OutKick media uh, site acquired by Fox. I saw where DraftKings just threw out $50 million to Dan Lebitard's uh, Metal Arc of Media. Yeah. These are podcasts that have a gambling aspect to them. So here we are years later when the, the all these professional sports yeah. were saying, no, 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 we don't want any part of it. And now when they see the billions and billions and billions of dollars, they're going to be funneled into the sports world through the gambling aspect. They are open arms. Yeah. Welcome in. I mean, the potential additional revenue, I can't even put a number in my head. It's that staggering. It is, um, you know, Clay's website, and I, I've known Clay for for thirteen years now. I remember when he started that back in two thousand eleven. Um, I think I actually wrote on the website for like a little bit of time when I was playing because I, you know, I was writing, did a little bit of writing when I was playing. Yep. Um, um, and congratulations to him on that. You know, that that's not so much a he does gambling, obviously. I don't think they, and he still, I think his deal with FanDuel is still there. I, I don't know if that is an acquisition based off of of gambling. I think a lot of his content. Um, not always gambling related, but the Meadowlark Media deal with with DraftKings and and look, FanDuel is paying a lot a lot yep. of money to people as well. Um, we just saw the news that Ohio is legalizing gambling very soon. We you know I'm hoping that my state, North Carolina, will do it. 
you know, some of the bigger states. Cali, well, it's California. legal everywhere. It's just a matter of these states. Uh, t- I mean, they're all going to do it. You know that. Well, it's a matter. It's a matter of like in the you know California, New York, Florida. Yeah. Some of the, it's about dealing with some of the Indian casinos and the tribes and right. figuring out. And that's part of why California's a little bit behind. But yeah, it will, it will all happen. Um, the reason why there's injury reports in the NFL. It's for gamblers. It ain't for the NFL. Like it's, yes. for, it's for and so gambling has always been part of the game. I'm glad we're getting it out in in front uh, of it, and we're now pretending it, it actually happens. We're not pretending it. it we know it happens, um, and it makes it more fun to watch. In my opinion, again, it's not for everyone, and I get that. And you should gamble responsibly, and and uh, you know only bet what you can bet. Um, um, but yeah, it's. You're you're downplaying this. I mean, we're we're talking numbers. You know, it used to be sort of like, you know, how many people are really gambling? Like, who's not gambling in some aspect? Are you gambling? I'm not a gambler because I was a loser very early on in my gambling career back in the early 80s, and I gave up. So no, no one wins at gambling. <laughs> what is that? Losers and liars? Is that what they say about they, gamblers? They don't build those towers in Vegas because people win. <laughs> right. I understand. That. Um, um, but you know, again, that's why it's important to, to only bet what you can lose. Um, but it de- you know definitely makes. I have you know five wagers on baseball today. I got Cubs, Pirates, got the under right now. Mm-hmm. I got the, I bet on the Giants today. Like it, it makes it a lot more fun to watch sports. When you're able to, to gamble on it. Um, and so, you know, it's um, <laughs> like I'm watching, like I said, I'm watching, I got the under and Cubs Pirates. I mean, I would not be watching this game regularly. Right. Um, so, but now I am. And um, you would have loved it, Chet back in the day. Back in the problem for Chet was he bet on every game every day. If there were 100 college basketball games, he bet on all 100. I, I didn't do that. I, I taken a two day break on baseball because baseball is very rough and it yeah. made me very. But you just sad. play over unders on the runs. Is that pretty much what you do with baseball? No, I take money lines and over unders mm. and first fives with mm. the Grom's pitching and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about the sports capital of the world in 2020, sucking it in 2021. Coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. 
Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. All right, rolling along here on this Saturday, Hartman and Schwartz in our Fox Sports Radio studios. We've got a lot of things going on right now. We talked some NFL, very busy first hour. We're going to get to a subject matter that is a, a bit of a sore spot for some of our listeners out there, Jeff. And I'm speaking to sports fans in the city of Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Now, if you don't know the dynamic, and of course, Jeff, you grew up, and of course, I'm uh, I'm an L.A. person, having grown up here myself. Um, you know, this is this is the 2020 was an interesting year for L.A. sports. The Lakers won their first NBA title in 10 years, and the Dodgers won their first World Series. In 32 years. But there were no parades. We're in the midst of a pandemic. The NBA had to restart its season, go to a bubble. No one was there. Played on all the games on the same court throughout the playoffs. Lakers prevail. Dodgers win the World Series in a 60-game season. They had to add a level to the playoffs. And again, they ended up playing World Series games in Texas. They didn't even have games at Dodger Stadium. So, officially, it goes in the record books as a world championship for the Lakers, a world championship for the Dodgers. But everyone thought, all right, they win in 2020. They'll be even stronger in 2021. And both teams got off to good starts. The Dodgers started this year 13-2. and Some people were thinking the Dodgers could set the all-time record for wins. There was talk about what the Mariners did in 2001 when they won 116 games. Can the Dodgers top that? 13-2 and has turned into 17-16. and They've lost 14 of their last 18 games. And then there was the Lakers off to a great start. LeBron, runaway. MVP goes down with an injury. AD down with an injury. Lakers lose last night to Portland. As of now, they're not even in the playoffs. They're in the play-in. So uh, what was the sports capital world? And if you don't 
totally understand the dynamic of L.A. It's the Dodgers and Lakers and everybody else. Okay, there's there's two teams in L.A. that stand out. It's not the Rams, not the Chargers. USC and UCLA have their moments. The L.A. Kings. I mean, win USC Stanley football. Cup. When USC football is on, it's up. It's up there. No? That's that's rare. I mean, when we talk about the height yeah. of the Pete Carroll era, that's it. Yeah, one that time. was that was yeah, <laughs> like that was that was a very. Years. I mean, you could go back to UCLA basketball selling out Pauly back in the John Wooden days. But I'm talking about year in and year yeah, out. Lakers, the Dodgers, Dodgers and Lakers yes. own the city of L.A. and they rewarded L.A. in a weird way with championships where no one could celebrate. And now simultaneously, these two franchises are imploding. Now, I know you have an allegiance to the Bay Area, and we're about to have uh, the Giants first place, excuse me, first place Giants taking on the Padres right now. But um, what is your perspective on, okay, I'm I'm going to throw a big one at you here. Looking back at 2020, as far as the Dodgers winning the World Series and the Lakers winning the NBA championship in the midst of the pandemic with altered schedules to get the seasons in, how much validity do you put to those championships? Well, the Dodgers, and I you know, I dislike the Dodgers very much, and I've joked that you know, it was a third of a championship, right? They put a third of a season. Um, that feels less legitimate than the Lakers. I mean, they, the Lakers, they, NBA last year played 70 games, right? I mean, they, they obviously you know, took some time off and got, you know, kind of got back in the bubble, but it felt like um, that felt more real, right? They went through a full playoffs, and uh, you know, the Lakers didn't run through the playoffs, right? There were some issues uh, you know, with, with – um, you know, they lost what two games every series, I think. I mm-hmm. think something like that. Yeah. Um, so I put more into the Lakers than I do the Dodgers. Um, but this year, I mean, for both teams, it's injuries, right? You know, the Dodgers injuries, I think, um, were are more surprising. They just put Dustin May on uh, injured reserve for the year with uh, with uh, Tommy John. Uh, they've had a couple nagging things here and there. But for the Lakers, uh, their injuries, I think, can be traced back to the zero offseason the NBA had. Right? They tried to cram in. A season this year by starting it j- barely after you know a couple months after the the, the season. I remember watching Sunday Night Football in the NFL and the Lakers at the same time, which never had happened in the history of everything. Right, Sunday Night Football and the NBA in you know NBA Finals at the same time. Um, they just didn't wait enough time. Now LeBron's hurt. Now AD's hurt. Now AD's back. LeBron's coming back kind of slowly, and the whole NBA has suffered from injuries this season, and they just. Tried to cram through their season. This is what happened. All right. To some degree, you're absolutely right. But I, I want, I'm want i going to start with the Lakers right now for a moment. And I want to, in particular, zero in on Anthony Davis. The unibrow. You know, a year ago, obviously, he was a key contributor, all-NBA performer, and helping the Lakers win that championship. But in his seven seasons in New Orleans... They made the playoffs twice. They won a total of one playoff series. He's also been fragile. The most games he's ever played in a yeah. season is 75. So unlike so many years when you have like these dominant big men, like franchise big men, that you just add them to their roster. Like when David Robinson went to San Antonio or Tim Duncan went to San Antonio, or, you know, you can go down the long list of the mere presence of a big man changes the fortune of the team. Anthony Davis has never been that. He's not a one. He's a two. And Correct. when he was a two to LeBron last year and they were both healthy, you saw the end results. 
But the problem for the Lakers is they're banking on Anthony Davis to be a one once LeBron is gone. He's only 28 years old, Anthony Davis. And so they're, they've hooked up their future to this guy that somehow you can build a franchise around him. And I got news for the Lakers. He's not that guy. He's like Pau Gasol. It's yeah. essentially what he is. Pau Gasol was a perfect supporting character to Kobe Bryant. Just like Anthony Davis is a nice supporting player yeah. for LeBron, but he's not a guy to build your franchise around, and he looks more fragile with each passing day. So I, I the Lakers right now are in a predicament. I mean, is LeBron ever going to be the player he was 18 years? This idea that, oh, LeBron is indestructible. He'll go on and on and on. Maybe I mean, not. Eventually, you you do destruct. Right? We saw Kobe in Los Angeles eventually destruct. His I mean, last three years of, were uh, they, they gave him seventy five million to do nothing. Yeah, uh, which I which I know you love about about uh, athlete contracts. So, sure. um, look, in, as a Lakers fan, I just think to myself, just get to the postseason, right? Get LeBron and Anthony Davis in the postseason, and it'll be fine if they're both healthy. Which is, I, that's a big which, 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 which might not happen, right? But that's the way I think a lot of Lakers fans are looking. That's at, what I've at, been at saying for all the whole long. I've been t- my, my youngest son, he's just a – the Lakers are everything to him, and he kept saying, Dad, things suck, they suck. I said, Dad, call me when the playoffs begin. But after watching Anthony Davis get hurt the other day in that Clipper game, and then they go up to Portland, they always lose to Portland anyway. But if they're in that play-in thing, which, by the way, LeBron said whoever came up with the idea of the play-in should be fired, uh, it actually may save their season. I'm not even so sure. If I were a Laker fan right now, to that degree, I would just say, just let's wait till next year and see what happens. Because it ain't happening this year. Lakers are not winning any championship this well, season. Well, I mean, the way their injuries look, they're not. Um, you know, the thing about the play-in game is, you know, if if it if it really makes the Lakers or Celtics not basically be part of the playoffs, NBA is going to end this, right? It's not. It wasn't done for the the you know your your load bearers, right? Your franchises that everyone watches to be part of it. It was done for for other franchises um, to get into the playoffs and create some attention around them. If the Lakers lose the the play-in game, is it a tournament or is it a game? I, is it one game or three? All right, games? here's how it works with the play-in. So you, the top six seeds are in the playoffs. Correct. So the seventh seed is determined. So the seven plays the eight seed. The winner of that game is the seven seed. The nine plays the 10 seed. The loser is eliminated. Then the loser of the 7-8 game plays the winner of the 9-10 game, and the winner of that game is the 8 seed. So that's how it all plays out. So there'll be three games played. The winner of the 7-8 game is the 7 seed. The winner, the loser of the 9-10 game is out. And then so, the loser the, of the 7-8 plays the winner of the 9-10 to determine the 8 seed. So so the, so the loser of the 7-8 is double elimination for them. Correct. And then the, and then the winner of the 9-10 has to win twice. Correct. Okay. To get into um, the eight seed, so how that's how I, it works. I, I gotta be honest, man. I I don't understand what the NBA is doing with this gimmick stuff. I couldn't agree more. Why um, are you doing this? It, and by the it, way, because if the Lakers, let's say the Lakers are the seventh seed, right? Now, okay, they would be getting her play Phoenix, which, by the way, is as nicely as the Suns have played. If I were the Lakers right now, I'd rather see Phoenix than the Clippers. In the first round, the Clippers once again swept the Lakers this year. They've had their number for a number of years right now. Yeah, but they can't be in the playoffs, so what does it matter that they sweep in the regular season? Well, exactly. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but I, I would rather see Phoenix, but here's the thing. So you're risking, let's say the Lakers end up the seventh seed. Well, you would have LeBron James guaranteed in the best four out of seven series against Phoenix. 
But now as a seven seed, guess what? They might play the eight seed, which is, I don't know, Golden State. Maybe Steph Curry shoots them out, and all of a sudden the Lakers have to win a 9-10 winner just to get in the playoffs. And if LeBron is out of the playoffs, do you know how much the NBA loses with which LeBron? Is why, which is why I think they won't do this again for this exact reason, because uh, look, the NBA is going to have a big issue when LeBron leaves the game. Oof. Um, because, you know, as much as, as Steph Curry is exciting to watch, I don't think he brings the same amount of attention to LeBron. Because remember, people watch LeBron to also hate on LeBron, right? Like yep. people watch polarizing, you know, and like he's polarizing. And you know, the NBA doesn't have a villain, and LeBron, I think, can sometimes play that villain. Um, and I think that's where the NBA is lacking. Like they just don't have a villain. They, they don't have a team where you know they don't have the bad boy Pistons, right? They don't have a team that you're rooting against. Um, and that is LeBron, though. People root against LeBron. Like, that's the guy you have left. And as soon as he's out of the NBA, they have a problem. And they already have a problem because the ratings are continuing to go down. I just, you know, look, I'm a sports fan. I will watch, I was watching FCS playoffs today. Like, I will watch sports, right? I watch, I love watching college softball, college baseball, Little League World Series. I watch it all. But the NBA, to me, man, it's, it's hard to get into it because I feel like the regular season does not matter, right? If the Lakers end up being healthy, which is a big if. But if LeBron and AD are healthy, the regular season was meaningless because they just come in the playoffs as a seven or eight seed, you know, provided they win the, the playing game. And it's called NBA Finals. Like, it doesn't matter. This has been the most forgettable regular season ever for the NBA because the majority of your stars have had extended periods of time out that try to jam the season in. Remember, they started two months late they had a restart for teams that weren't ready to restart because they didn't have much of an offseason. And somehow this is all bearing on the fact that they want to make sure NBA players are available for the Olympics. I mean, I just, it just, I don't understand what the NBA is doing. The numbers are down. No one's watching. Nobody cares. It's been a rough year for the NBA. Maybe they can salvage it with some kind of memorable run, as far as the, uh, you know, the playoffs are concerned. But, but who, who would, who would be the memorable run? Because, you know, it's, it's just like who, who, who would it be? Like who would be where you'd be like, man, I, I just got to watch. Well, the, is it, they, is it the, the Warriors. It would have, look at it. It would have been no. The Warriors. The Warriors are all broken up. Look, going into the season with all the star power, the optimum finals would have been the Nets and the Lakers, right? You've got Correct. LeBron. You got Kevin Durant. You got Kyrie Irving. You've got James Harden. I, you know, that is your optimum. How does that look right now? What are the what are the well, odds the of a Lakers Nets NBA uh, Finals? Uh, Probably, I actually might have bet on that. I don't got to look and see. Um, obviously, not not very likely. So, I mean, what what do you what's drawing your attention if it's not Lakers Nets? I don't know. That's my whole point. What is drawing your attention? That's the thing about like the Clippers. You know this idea of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Nobody nobody's drawn to that. Nobody's I, and drawn Ka- and to Kawhi, that. Kawhi is obviously a fantastic player. He'll be a Hall of Famer. Nobody's but, drawn but he's to not, Kawhi Leonard. He's not, he's not exciting. Like he's not a personality no. where you're like, wow. He's not a I, must watch. I mean, I, I mean, I tell you what. When he was with the, you know, with with the Raptors as they were going down the stretch, they were a must watch because they were playing good basketball. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi was fun to watch during that stretch. But you know, again, it was more about the Raptors, I think, as a team than it was in their story than it was about Kawhi individually. And the Clippers, to me, look obviously. Um, you know, they've been kind of 
the doormat of, of LA for a while and they're not anymore, but they still haven't, they've never been to Western Conference final before. Like they're, they've never really had success, even though they've been winning a lot more lately. I still remember them. I went to sports arena for like $7 and sat like courtside when I was a kid. I mean, like I remember going to a lot of their games, but again, like the Clippers just, even though they're in LA, man, no one cares about the Clippers. And what's amazing is if you look over, uh, over the last several years, like last eight years, the Lakers-Clippers rivalry has been so one-sided in the Clippers' favor. It's just – it's laughable. But they don't – they haven't won a championship, so who cares? Exactly. Like, the, Lakers, what... the Lakers have not won a season series against the Clippers since 2012. That's the last time the Lakers won a season series against the Clippers was 2012. Uh, and yet, like you say, nobody in L.A. registers with the – well, I say nobody, but I mean, you know, there, there it's, it's a Lakers town. I mean, but think about this. But the most Clippers, of the, I always are convinced the late the majority of Clippers fans are Laker haters. That's my that's my theory. Yeah, on but that. like, but to me though, mm. like a Laker hater would like Boston. Like the Clippers and Lakers is a rivalry only on the Clippers side. The Lakers rival is Boston. Like to me, and, and maybe it's the Warriors a little bit because of how good they've been. But like, I I don't I, like I'm a Lakers fan. I don't consider the Clippers a rival. It's the same as like Giants and A's and a- Angels Dodgers. Like the, the 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 Dodgers rival at least now is the Padres because they're but it's the Giants. Right, and the Angels' rival is the Dodgers. The, the 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 Dodgers don't care about the Angels very much, and that's what I feel with the Lakers and Clippers. Um, but the Clippers, are, they're the third tenant in their own building, right? It's Lakers, Kings, and then them. Like they just, it's just tough, kind of sledding where they are right now, and and they got to win some championships to, to turn this city towards them. All right, so the NBA is having problems, really generating interest in their regular season playoffs around the corner. What about the start of the baseball season? You know, at this point last year, we're heading down the stretch. Now we're heading into this long marathon. We'll give a little update on baseball and how remembering one of its all-time legends was a reminder of what baseball used to be. Coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Steve Arbin and Jeff Schwartz. There's good reason why we talk a lot of NFL, Jeff. And that is, that is a sport very much on the upswing. Seems like a continuous upswing. That cannot be said of our other major teen sports. We talk about what has been a very forgettable regular season so far for the NBA. And now we start a new baseball season. And I say start because teams are about 32 games in right now, which would have been over the halfway point of a year ago in a 60-game season. Here we're staring at another 130 games to go. It's been a really bizarre season. We had our fourth no-hitter yesterday. Oh, yeah. Four no-hitters. The most no-hitters ever in a season is seven. We've had four, and we're only one-fifth of the way through the season. So, And then you say, well, why do we have so many no-hitters? Well, there's multiple reasons for it. One, strikeout rates are an all-time high. Batting averages have absolutely plummeted across the board. You have pitchers that so rarely throw complete games that when they suddenly have the opportunity to throw 100 pitches or 100-plus to throw a no-hitter, there's gas in the tank because they haven't been burned up in their previous starts. Um, So, I mean, there's a reason for that. I, I was just reminded, Willie Mays just celebrated his 90th birthday. And as a Giants fan, you you know all about say, hey, Willie Mays, who... By the way, if you're asking me, as I think myself, a, a baseball historian, when we talk about Babe Ruth being the greatest player, that's because he was so unique with his pitching prowess before he became the greatest power hitter of all time. But if you talk in terms of the best five-tool player in the history of baseball, there is only one, and that's Willie Mays. In fact, you know, Mike Trout's won three MVPs, despite the fact that the Angels have never won a playoff game since he's been with the Angels because of the war stat, right? I mean, that war yeah. stat has really worked in the favor of Mike Trout. Well, there was no war stat back in Willie Mays's day, but they've done it retroactively. The fact is, is that Willie Mays led baseball in war 10 times. He only won two MVP awards, but if he were under the same guidelines that Trout is today, Willie Mays would have won at least eight Most Valuable Player awards. He led the league in home runs four times. He also led the league in stolen bases four times. There was nothing like Mays. I mean, he was by far the best defensive outfielder in Major League Baseball. So when you're talking about the greatest all-around player in the history of the game, there is only one, and his name is Willie Mays. But, yeah, you're watching the highlights and everything else. Oh, it's incredible. Look, you you have to view generations. Mm Mm-hmm. 
like I, players, like I said, as I say, in the generation they played it, in my opinion, right? Like it's hard to say, well, this player couldn't play now, or we're going to use a war stat for him. Like the game would have been played differently, possibly in Willie Mays era, if they had advanced analytics, right? You play, you might've played the game differently. Um, you know, guys now try to hit home runs or strike out. Like those are the two things that happens, right? A lot because a home run is more valuable than maybe a single is in his day. It was just get on base, right? Just hit the ball, hit a single, hit a double. Like, it's not that. Well, he also hit 660 home runs. Oh, I know that, but I'm saying like, you know, the, the, idea, it's just a different way that that era played the game they play now. So you can't... Well, no, no, no. You In those days, singles hitters hit singles. Doubles hitters hit doubles. Home run hitters hit home runs. Now everybody's trying to hit a home run. Right, but so that's my point, right? Like, you can't judge that era on the, the way we judge this era. And so that is... It's one thing that bothers me about baseball is that it's the only sport we compare eras in a ludicrous way. Like, we don't talk about Pat Mahomes to be like, Pat Mahomes... And Otto Graham in the same right. sentence, right? But but in baseball, we're like, oh yeah, it's a it's a third no hitter. It's same as what Babe Ruth did. That you're like, what are you talking? Why are we talking about someone in the 1920s? Like I just, so I, I think that you don't like the Shohei Otani Babe Ruth. They have the split screen now constantly with Otani and Ruth. Yeah, how about we just enjoy Otani for what he is, which is a, an incredible baseball player, right? Mm-hmm. A pitcher. And, and and a hitter. Um, and by the way, he's like being outdone by another player on his own team, which is incredible. Um, but look, that, that, that's something about baseball. I, I am not like a compare errors person. Like I don't like I don't have to say that Willie Mays is the greatest baseball. Like in my in my lifetime, Barry Bonds is the best player I've ever seen. And that's kind of like the way I look at it. Like I can I can enjoy watching Willie Mays highlights. I obviously know the history of the game. I know the history of, of all these games. But like to me, I don't have to say this player was the best I've ever seen who I never saw play. Like That just seems... Here's the difference. Mays had a much better... Bonds had no arm. You see, that was the thing. Bonds could field. He was an eight-time gold glover, but he played left field. He wasn't a center fielder. And that's the weakest, uh, get, you know, spot because he had no arm. That, that was the one thing missing Correct. from the Barry Bond, Briar Bonds arsenal. As far as his hitting, well, it speaks for itself. Juice or to not? Me, but to me, I mean, when you see one strike a game, you hit that for a home run. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty impressive. If, you know, if you're up to bat four times and you get walked and walk three times, one I time love how you, as a run. Giants fan, completely dismiss him juicing out of his gourd between. No, uh, I let's don't. say two. Well, you don't. Yeah, of course he Well, juiced. there's a reason, but no, 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 no. Look, Barry Bonds was a phenomenal player. He didn't need any he, he help. He was a to Hall of Famer. Great... He had 400 home runs and 400 steals before he absolutely. Took, before he and the using. reason he got he got perturbed because in 1998, when he was the best player in baseball, all the spotlight went on McGuire and Sosa, and he's like, "What the see, hell's you, going on see, here?" You you are preaching to a guy who routinely talks about this on Twitter. It's like my favorite subject to talk about, non-football subject. He you know, 99, he was hurt. He came back in 2000. But what's wild is he only hit over 50 home runs the one year he hit 73. Like, he he actually didn't even hit, like, a massive amount of home runs like Sosa McGuire did in multiple years in a row. He just, he had that, that four or five-year period when he was out of his mind. He got, he got intentionally, he got walked one year 232 times. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he didn't, like, if he didn't, if they said if he never swung the bat, he would have been, his on-base percentage would have been like 400 one year. Although, I, I, I love stupid <laughs> numbers. I really do. I, I, I always love being a numbers guy in sport. It doesn't matter what the sport is. I Sometimes I sit down and look at Wilt Chamberlain's numbers back in the day. Not only the fact that he once averaged 50 points a game for an entire season, but the fact that that season he only played, he only missed eight minutes. He played the complete game 79 out of 80 times that year. 
every minute of every game. Never pulled him out of the game. And my ever favorite Wilt stat is he never fouled out of a game in his entire career. I love really? silly stuff. Never, not once. Never. I just sent you the video. I love silly it. stats it's like tw- that. It's a 12-minute video that if Barry Bonds, um, if he never used a baseball bat, what would like his stats be? <laughs> <laughs> you, you love this video. Like, it's great. I, was, I was at a, uh, a Padre game against the Giants, at, uh, I was, and I was seated down the right field line. Barry Bonds hit a ball so hard. You know, now normally you have an arc to a home run. This was a line shot that when it cleared the right field wall was trajecting way up. Like, this thing was a missile. I, I I could literally hear the ball whistling by my head. That's how hard he hit it back in the day. All right, we're going to get to more of this on the other side. See, now we're having some fun talking a little baseball right now. But first, David Gascon has re-entered the scene. David? My, uh, my favorite Barry Bonds moment? Mm-hmm. 1992 Game 7 NLCS when he couldn't throw out Sid Bream from shallow <laughs> left field. You that eight That's bouncer. your Hall of Famer right there. Yeah, zero arm. No arm. No arm. Um, so, sorry there. You can't be a 5 to a player if you have no arm. Uh, yes, that's 100% cor- correct. Uh, Yankees and Nationals, guys, underway in the fourth inning. 1-1 is the score. Cardinals and Rockies right now. It's 9-5 to five in the sixth inning. Paul Goldschmidt, 3-for-3, three three, a homer, driven in three. He scored three times. Cubbies and Pirates, 2-2. San Francisco and San Diego on FS1. There's no score just yet. Oakland leading Tampa, 2-0 in that affair. Steve, I know you love numbers. How about this? Jeff Carter played uh, for the Los Angeles Kings, helped yes. him bring a couple Stanley Cups yep. to L.A. Big time. Um, in 40 games this season, he had eight goals. Mm. That's He's played 13-plus games right now with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many goals he has right now? Don't tell me he has close to eight. How many? He has nine. What, nine in 13 games? Yeah, he just scored <laughs> He just scored again for Pittsburgh today. They lead Buffalo one to nothing right now in the second period. Nine goals in thirteen plus games. Uh, Rangers one nothing at Boston over the Bees. Uh, and one quick note: college basketball guys auction time. Michael Jordan, a game worn jersey by him from the eighty two eighty three season, sold today for one point three eight million dollars. That's some coin, man. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned the Kings. I know you're a big hockey guy. And- yeah. You know, one of my big thrills, seriously, of my broadcasting career was to actually be on the ice interviewing players of the Kings in both 2012 and 2014 when they won their two Stanley Cups. Yes. And they haven't won a playoff series since. They've only been in the playoffs twice. Swept by San Jose and And by Vegas. And they're beginning. Who's left? I mean, Kopitar's left. Kopitar, Brown, and Quick. Drew Doughty. Which is what Drew Doughty. But the odd thing is, is that Drew, or not Drew Doughty, Kopitar, Brown, and Quick, mm-hmm. those three guys, not drafted by Dean Lombardi. They were all drafted by Dave Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. Mm. So, kind of wild. Are, are, are they in the, the Mass Mutual or like the Texco division or the Exxon, <laughs> the Mobile? Like, what division are they in they, this year? They were in the old school Smythe division. Ah, Okay. Yeah. They still have that banner for the only division title they ever won. 91. 91. Yeah. It's so weird. You win yeah. two Stanley Cups. One time they were an eight seed. The other time I think they were a six seed. Yeah. When they won their two cups. They've only won one division title. It seems weird to have that one division title banner <laughs> when you got two Stanley that, Cup banners. That, Come on. That, that, Take wait, that so, thing down. Wait, so they've never they've 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 won the cup twice. I know. I was yeah, I right. was uh I was in New York and they, they when they're playing the Rangers. Right. Um 
They've, they've only won a division one time in their entire history, and yeah. they have yes. two Stanley Cups. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That, yeah. that feels like almost like, talking about numbers. A very impossible thing to yeah. say about a, a, a winner of any championship. But, it, but the problem you know is, is that the division they played in back in the day, Jeff, was filled with the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames, who continuously went to deep runs and yeah. got to the Clarence Campbell Conference Finals, got to the Stanley Cup Final. Like Those two teams were dominant. Vancouver was obviously good as well. Uh, so the Kings were, were left trying to pick up the second or, or third seed. In but, David, division. you have to concede as a hockey guy. Th- this is the thing, Jeff. We know the intensity always goes up in the playoffs, and we get upset playoff winners in sports all the time. But in hockey, it's not even the same sport. Yeah. I mean, there are teams built for playoff hockey, as the Kings were during that. Yeah. It was really a three-year yeah. run because they got to the conference finals in between the two Cups yeah, uh, victories. Um but that team was a playoff hockey team. Yeah. They weren't a regular season it, it's hockey all, team. It's all about your goalie, too, right? I know uh, that. Quickie helps. Always helps I to have watching, a good hot goalie in the playoffs, hockey. for yeah. sure. I mean, it's yeah. like a starting pitcher in Major League. I mean, the Nationals a couple years ago, when they won, it was Scherzer and, yeah, starting pitching, you know, yeah. Yeah. and Strasburg. I mean, they were dominant. Yeah. And they yeah, had the that, worst bullpen in the Major Leagues that season. And it didn't matter because those two guys were horses. So. Yeah. Well, I'll give you guys a score update here. Giants 3, Padres oh, 0. I'm gonna go, three yeah. run home run for Brandon Crawford. I'm going to go vomit right now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Brandon, <laughs> was he 48? Yeah, the hell is he? His seventh home run this year. I can't believe it. He's hitting like 195, but he has seven Maybe home runs. Maybe they're a team of destiny. I don't know. Gabe Kapler actually spent they time at have, my high school, by the way. They still have 120 games. Let's slow down here. Hold on a second here. <laughs> uh, Gabe Kapler went to my high school. Tapped high. Oh, in the Valley? Yes. No, nice. There's a lot. They, 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 my high school has produced some big names. Kevin Kennedy, former Major League manager. KK, another Tafty. Jeff Fisher, well, Tafty. I mean, my high school. My high school is uh, pretty well renowned for the celebrities. You came from a very prominent high school. You have a lot of Hollywood stars, right? Yeah, not sports stars, Hollywood stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> All right, uh, David. Thank you very much. All right. We talk a little baseball here. We're all excited about all the baseball, and you're very excited with your Giants right now. I am, yeah. So, I mean, just just to sort of follow it up here, and, and why I brought up Willie Mays is they they show a brand of baseball that some people are missing. And you know, the thing about analytics, and this holds true in football. You know how we we go through trends in football. So the offense sort of dictates the trend, and then eventually the defenses figure it out. So then you got to do something else. Once the defenses figure out what the offenses are doing, then you got to come up with something new. And I feel like in baseball right now, they're catching up to some of the analytics because it's not adding up. One of the reasons that they were swinging for the fences was to score more runs, right? A little more excitement, long ball and everything else. Well, guess what? They've caught up to it. Batting averages have absolutely plummeted in yeah. baseball. There's a lot of theories about the ball itself and everything else, but we are seeing now a level of pitching dominance that we haven't seen in baseball yeah. in a long, long time. And I just wonder if we're going to see a bit of an adjustment as far as hitting strategy is concerned. Instead of swinging yeah. for the fences, maybe we're going to get back to the idea of manufacturing runs, getting runners on, stealing bases, moving or neighbors, because – the idea is to hold the attention by scoring runs. And when you stop scoring runs, people stop watching and you got to make adjustments. So I'm anxious to see if baseball yeah. will do just that. Well, what's interesting about 
pitcher duels. And I, I grew up as a pitcher in high school. I love, I love, I love short games. I love, I love pitcher duels. Is the game is much shorter? People complain sure. about game length. Well, a three to two game. That's why I loved watching the Giants during their heyday. They played but three to two games every day. I mean, games are over two minutes and in, in, uh, two hours and ten minutes. Like that to me is much more fun than watching bullpen games where, where in the fifth inning you, you have a new a new guy in every three batters, which is what the rule is now. Um, I, I, I would much prefer a pitching matchup over a game that's you know, 11 to 10 and takes four hours. I, I don't know if baseball feels the same way, and but isn't that, isn't that better baseball? Three to two, two hours, 15 well, minutes, two it, hours, 20 minutes? Here, here, here's the problem, though, Jeff. You're right. Theoretically, if it was actually shorter, the average game last year in 2020 was three hours and seven minutes. That was an all-time record high. So far in well, 2021, the average game – is three hours and seven minutes. It hasn't changed. So you're getting you're getting less scoring, less hitting, and yet the games are still the same length. Yeah, they are painful good. to watch. They're so boring. Yeah, but, but but Steve, I thought about ways because I do agree with you. Like especially like, like I said, like bullpen games to me, it's like it's, they take they take forever. But you know. There's no great solution unless you shorten the game up, right? Unless you make it seven innings. Like, I just think baseball has to embrace what they are and try to accentuate the positives in the game and and accentuate the players you have and the personalities you have. I, I just I think that there's not much more you can do to make the game shorter unless you make drastic changes um, to the entire game. And I think in, the one, one change I saw was in, independently this year is moving the mound back a foot. I mean... Again, more hitting is great, I guess, but the games take even longer. Like I, to me, you, they, they just have to accept what they are and try to create buzz off that. There are superstars. I mean, they should be marketing the heck out of Shohei Otani. I mean, a guy who pitches as well as he does as fast he throws and also hits bombs. Like you, you should be out there trying to get this guy in front of every camera possible. But, now, but I don't know you if you also want to have do to, that. There has to be a personality aspect. I, this I is know. why they were pumping up Fernando Tatis Jr. because he seemed to be the complete package, but he's not producing on the and, field right and, now. And, 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 you know, Mike Trout doesn't want to do much media exactly. either. Like, and, 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 and so, Trout's and hitting again, 380 again this and, year. And, and part of it, too, is that he was at 400 a week ago. Wasn't and, he? Yeah, um, he finally dipped below 400. And I think, I think part of it, too, is that, and this is something the NBA is dealing with, is we watch because of villains, right? Like the NFL, everyone roots against Tom Brady, right? You root against him. So if you watch a Super Bowl and you're not a fan of the Chiefs or the Bucks, you're rooting against Tom Brady, right? You're tuning in to say, hey, I hope that guy loses. In baseball, as much as you want to, everyone wants to say, oh, I didn't care about the steroid era, you loved it. You rooted against the guys who were clearly on steroids. A lot of people did, right? I don't want to see Barry Bonds hit a home run, but you probably enjoyed it when he actually did. But like, you know, there was a reason to tune into the TV to root against someone, to root against the Yankees who, who haven't really, you know, they've been better of late, but they're up and down this year. They're just, <laughs> excuse me, there just isn't those villains, I think, in those sports anymore. Like, who are you tuning into in baseball? That's a villain. I mean, the Astros, I guess, is that that's who they are. Nah, but that's, I mean, it's... but, but like again, like that's of their own doing almost, right? It's not really like. Mm -hmm. And I think Rob Manfred, everyone's more upset at him than the Astros. Well, the right Yankees now. <laughs> were always the villains, right? The Yankees were always. I mean, when Steinbrenner was the, sure, the, the owner anymore. of the Yankees, they well, exactly, because they're not relevant anymore. They're not winning anything. By the way, just for the record, we mentioned the average Major League Baseball game this year, just like last year, three hours and seven minutes. The year that Jackie Robinson broke in with the Brooklyn Dodgers, nineteen forty-seven, the Average Major League Baseball game for that season, two hours and eleven minutes. That was the average. Yeah, because there was no, there was, there was because there was, there was probably 
guys are swinging a little bit more, right? There right. was no bullpen changes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you just, you just played like there was no probably stepping out of the box was you get, you get thrown out if you step out of the box for too long. Yeah, exactly. Like was, That's was, what they used to do. They have, in fact, Don Drysdale that once a guy named Wes Covington. He was a left-handed hitter. He was one of those guys that would back in and out and Drysdale standing on the mound. So finally Covington gets in the box. And he drilled him right in the back. Right. Just a bullseye right in the guy's bag. And he's like, I'm tired of watching you back out of the box. Take your base. I mean, that's old school. That's old right. School. So that's like this, that stuff is that's what but I, I think baseball has to embrace mm-hmm. who they are and try to just be the best version of what they are. And I think they're trying to do too many changes too often. All right. Uh, on the other side, I want to talk about the big what if, what if, what if, and it pertains to college football coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play you think gascon knows this song Nah, i don't know this song you know this song jeff no yeah this is uh it's called the hockey song also known as yeah. hit somebody by warren zevon and david letterman 
on is the it, uh, the chorus. Is this like Tom Wilson's theme song? <laughs> it's uh, it, it just seemed apropos. But Dave's actually doing something else. Yeah, he, so he, he could care less. He can't even enjoy the song. I'm as soon for. as you try to engage him, Sam, you know it's an immediate, immediate turnoff is the way he operates. <laughs> we love you, Iowa Sam, because, well, you bring it every day. I try. And then, of course, there is David Gascon, who uh, shared the podcast airwaves with me and Ben Mallard the other day. It was great fun with the guys. Lita Lapp, who uh, maintains that Aaron Rodgers will continue to be the quarterback of his favorite football team. No let up there. No let up there. He's very convinced of that. Um, we're watching the FCF's playoffs here. You you mentioned you have wagered quite a bit on these FCF I, playoff I games. I did not, but I uh, I should have in South Dakota State. So uh, it's interesting because North Dakota State has won eight of the last nine championships. They're not even in the playoffs because, oh, I don't know, their quarterback quit on them. No, they, they were in the playoffs, but they got eliminated. Gone, gone. <laughs> They're After winning out of nine because their quarterback quit on them. I'll give you the what if. Uh, you know, a year ago at this time when we were wondering if we'd have any sports at all in 2020, there was a lot of noise about maybe spring college football. How would that have worked out had we had no college football in 2020 and the entire college football season, FCS, FBS, had been moved to the spring? How would that have worked for the NFL, the draft, and everything else? How many guys would have actually played? We had, obviously, players like Jamar Chase and others set out the 2020 season, but how would that have played as far as the NFL is concerned if all of college football had been played in the spring? Well, the NFL would have tried as possible to keep the draft when they when they had. But if too many guys ended up playing, they'd have to to move it to like June or July, right? I mean, it just that's what they would have had to to do. I think enough guys would not have sat out to where the NFL could keep the draft when they did. I mean, guys will still be playing right now. I guess it's you can do that. I mean, you know, that's what college baseball, right? They draft the players and then they're still in finishing up their season. Um, so you, you can do that, but then you worry about injuries, of course, right? Especially in a, in a, in a very, um, in a very, you know, violent game as, as, as football is. Uh, if you draft a guy, then he gets hurt. So they would have had to move their draft, but that's unfair to the college kids to have to then play a spring season, get drafted, and then go right to the NFL. Your body, just like we've seen the NBA, your bodies are going to break down. Even playing a spring, a spring full spring schedule, which the FCS did not play a full schedule, but a full 12 game schedule in the spring, then back in September, would have led to a lot of injuries for college football players. Would you agree with me that when you try to evaluate Trey Lance, and I and I refer again to my son, Garrett, who watched, really intrigued by all this stuff, right? So he started watching highlights of Trey Lance. He goes, Dad, I'm watching Trey Lance, and every receiver he threw to was wide open. And I said, well, that's because North Dakota State is an FBS school that's playing an FCS schedule. I mean, when you win the championship eight out of nine years, your talent level is so superior to who you're playing every game. So how exactly can you evaluate a player who's playing for a team, not just the individual, but the team is so much better talent-wise than anybody they play? You just draft a guy based on traits. That's basically what it is, right? Wow. He has... These traits. Um, he has better and, traits than Justin Fields? Uh, I don't think so. I would have drafted Fields, but I'm not in charge <laughs> of those decisions. Um, but um, yeah, I think that's what you do, right? Is And we're seeing, again, the high trait guys in the NFL mm-hmm. have had a lot of success early in their careers where the guys that are kind of 
the more traditional quarterbacks um, have not had as, as, as much success. So you draft the trait guy. I that that's a that's a big gamble when you're giving up two future number ones, isn't it? I mean, you talk. I about, agree with you. I'm just telling I mean, you that's what to they're give doing. Up yeah. Three ones for a kid who played one year playing for an FCS school that has way more talent than anybody they play. Whew, that's a roll of the dice right there. Well, Jeff, I miss you, man. It was like having you here was like unbelievable I know, last week. I know. Mm. I'm going to be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo Play. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.